Today's quote is, The humblest individual exerts some influence, either for good or evil, upon others. Henry Ward Beecher This is episode 47, where we will be discussing attitude functions theory. Once you open your mind, there's no turning back. The path to building superior intelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe. You are on the verge of having a life most people can't even imagine. Welcome to the Joel Said Podcast. In this podcast, we decode life and hack success with the help of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, and cutting-edge research that you can apply to your daily life. Hey everyone, welcome back. I hope everyone has been enjoying their weekend and summer is just around the corner, so hopefully everyone has a wonderful summer break. Today we are going to be talking a little bit more about influence. This is our last one in the series. We have been discussing some theories so far. So today's theory is the attitude functions. We'll go over what attitude is based in psychology. We'll go over four main functions of attitude and a couple of different ways that you can change your attitude. So these are pretty good things because, you know, there's always things we want to change about ourselves or habits we have, attitudes that we have towards people or things. So hopefully you guys will be able to take away something from this episode to be able to implement into your lives. So let's get started. As with the other theories of persuasion that we've shed light on so far, functional theory takes a stand to understand different attitudes individuals have towards other people, objects, or issues pertaining to different circumstances. So just think, you know, everybody has an attitude, whether positive or negative, towards everything. You have certain attitudes towards your boss, certain attitudes towards spiders, it could be anything. The functional approach helps a person to mediate between their own inner needs and the outside world. Sometimes there is a conflict between the two. But before we go any further, let's actually first understand what attitude is. In psychology, attitude is an expression of favor or disfavor towards a person, thing, place, etc. So now that we know what attitude is, let's get right into the four main functions of attitude. Daniel Katz is the one that studied these four main functions in the 1960s. He believed that attitudes serve different functions. So the four parts are the adjustment function, the ego defensive function, the value expressive, and the knowledge function. So let's go a little bit further into each one of them. So the first one, adjustment function. This suggests that people's main motivation is to increase rewards and minimize the cost. Of course, that's the first thing we learn about investing. Higher risk, higher rewards. Well, with this, we want to increase our rewards with our attitude so we adjust our function, but we want to minimize the cost to ourselves. So people naturally adjust their behavior and attitude to get more rewards and less punishment. You know, you want to get good grades instead of failing class or promotion at work instead of a demotion. We always want to get higher and higher. So that's what the adjustment function is based on. 
The second one is the ego defensive function. This is when an individual protects their own ego from being hurt by their own behavior. It helps us protect our self-esteem and makes us justify actions that make us feel guilty. You know, you could be on a diet, you're eating healthy, you eat a chocolate bar, you sneak that, but you don't tell your partner about it and then you start to feel guilty because you were supposed to eat healthy, you weren't supposed to eat. Whenever people feel defeated and their egos get hurt, they defend it by brushing it off. The mechanism includes denial, believing it's not true. Then we repress when an individual directs one's own desires and impulses toward pleasurable instincts by excluding the desire from one's consciousness. You repress that feeling. So first you denied it, now you repress it. The next part is projection. This is when humans defend themselves against their own unpleasant impulses by denying their existence while attributing them to others. So now you did something wrong and you're trying to project it on somebody else so that you can defend yourself and your own ego. And the last part of this mechanism is rationalization. It's another defense mechanism where one justifies their mistakes in a rational or logical manner to make it more tolerable and feel not guilty. So going back to that diet example, you know, we could justify this by, okay, you know, I had a chocolate bar, but I've eaten really good all day. So my carb intake is still okay. And my sugar is still fine. Okay, you know what? It was fine. It didn't throw me off track in any which way. We can fully rationalize anything we want in our life. So now back to our four main parts of um, the functions of attitude. The third one was value expressive. This is when people derive pleasure from presenting a certain image of themselves which is in line with their self-concept and the beliefs or values they wish to be associated with. So everything kind of has to have that cohesion. You know, you need to be in line with what you believe in yourself and what you portray. According to self-affirmation theory, threatened self-esteem can be repaired by expressing important values. This works for central values that we self-identify with. So what this means is, you can repair your own self-esteem by actually expressing the values that you find true to yourself. In 2002, Smeets and Holland studied the relationship between value-expressive function of attitudes and its importance in attitudes, and found that people who had central attitudes towards something they strongly believed in were able to repair their self-esteem faster than the ones who didn't. So this kind of ties into the whole influence that we were talking about a couple of episodes ago, that you cannot persuade somebody when you go against their central beliefs. So now this holds true with yourself. If your self-esteem is damaged or threatened or anything like that, you can repair that by actually expressing your central attitudes and your central beliefs and values about yourself by repairing your self-esteem. So all of this kind of goes hand in hand together. The fourth one is knowledge function. The need to have a certain control over one's own life. Individuals therefore set rules in place to govern a sense of being. People need to maintain an organized, meaningful, and stable view of the world. It provides a framework for our knowledge. 
We create certain attitudes to make our world sync together so it's easier to make sense. This is why you can't have that conflict between what you portray to the world and what you believe in yourself. Attitudes that are based on direct experiences are more strongly held and have the power to influence behavior more than attitudes formed indirectly. So now on to the next part. This is how we can actually change our attitudes. So one is that we have target characteristics. This refers to the person who receives and processes a message. It's believed that people with certain characteristics are harder to persuade than others. People with higher intelligence and higher self-esteem are less likely to be persuaded than their contrary group. So people who are strong, intellectual, have higher self-esteem, they are harder to persuade than others. So you have to know these target characteristics. You have to have strong target characteristics within yourself because you don't want to be persuaded easily. You want to have core root beliefs that you truly value and hold true to yourself. The second one are source characteristics. Expertise, trustworthiness, and interpersonal attraction. If the perceived message is coming from either one of those places, people are more likely to respond to it positively. So your source characteristics are your expertise. If someone is trying to apply to your expertise, you're more likely to persuade to it positively. Trustworthiness. That was one of those characteristics that we talked about in our previous persuasion episodes. And trustworthiness is so, so important. So again, if someone's coming from a place of trust, you're more likely to respond to them positively. The third one is message characteristics. The nature of the message plays a huge role in persuasion. How motivated are people to change their attitude and how much resistance they put on the argument presented? And the fourth one is cognitive rights. Are the people in question responsive to the change or not? Emotion is a huge factor, just as we previously discussed. If people aren't trusting you and they don't have strong emotions towards you, they might not be persuaded by you easily because they don't have that connection with you. So those are the four different attitudes to think about and how you can change someone's attitudes. You have your target characteristics, which if someone has very strong characteristics, it's going to be a lot harder to persuade them. You have your source characteristics, which are your expertise, your trustworthiness, and your interpersonal attraction. If someone responds to these characteristics, they're more likely to respond to you positively. Your message characteristics. The nature of your message plays a huge role in persuasion. Cognitive routes is the fourth one. Are people in question responsive to your change or not? Because if people don't want to change, then you're not going to be able to persuade them. They need to have something that you can actually persuade them on. If they're concrete on their decision, you're not going to be able to influence them. So that's what we have for the attitude functions theory today. So we went over a little bit about what attitude is. It's an expression of favor or disfavor towards a person. And four main functions of attitude, our adjustment function, our ego defensive function, our value expressive, and our knowledge function. Hopefully you guys can take something away from this episode today and be able to apply this into your influence and persuasion techniques. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
I just want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, JCK588OLV. I found the topics and content of the podcast very interesting and informative. Keep them coming. I'll be listening. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.